This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1817, Five Steps to Resolve Conflict as a Global Leader with Jerry Fu. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. As you start to reach higher levels of leadership and success in your career, you will inevitably have to deal with conflict. Conflict is hard no matter what culture we come from. Our guest today will give you five steps you can take to resolve conflict in life and international business. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, Jerry, to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Guys, today we have a guest on the show. Jerry Fu is a conflict resolution coach for Asian American leaders, and he began his career in the world of pharmacy and then eventually took on a leadership role within pharmacy and started to understand that he wanted to move his career into leadership and conflict resolution. Is that right, Jerry? So you've really worked in the real world, in other words. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh <laughs> It was, a, it was an interesting shift to go from, you know, uh, clinical challenges to people challenges, but uh, yes. knowing how I wish I'd been developed, I knew I, that's kind of what gave me a heart for people development. So this right. is my way of paying it forward and giving it back. So was it when you became a leader that you became aware of the issues with conflict or were you already aware of the issues as an employee or did you have to step <laughs> into that leadership to realize, oh my gosh, I need to get better at this? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's no shortage of conflict, regardless of what title you carry. But uh, as a leader, right, you have no choice but to deal with that conflict, because you know, the cost of not dealing with conflict is worse than trying and failing and doing nothing. So Mm. uh, it's, it's, it's been a 
you know, a long journey to, to get to that point, to realize that. And even then, right. I still have old habits of conflict aversion and I just want to stay comfortable. And so that's why, you know, I have my own approach now to be sure I don't fall back into bad habits or at least less, less frequently. Interesting. I love this topic because I think conflict and conflict resolution is something where our cultural scripts really come up. You know, what we saw our parents do, what we saw our neighbors do in our community, our culture, even our language, right? Mm-hmm. We all speak different languages on the you know native languages. Our listeners here mm-hmm. tells us something about how we should be handling conflict. So what would you say, Jerry, is the main or the number one challenge when it comes to conflict that kind of goes across the world, no matter where we're from, why is conflict so hard for people? Yeah. Um, I think it's some combination of, uh, being comfortable and also being respectful, uh, you know, so for example, one culture may say, you know, oh, there's this, I think this bigger human nature, if, if comfort is available, we like to just kind of sit there, right? Objects at rest tend to remain at rest. And yes. so you know, like something <laughs> happens. Uh, the other is just to say, hey, if I introduce something uncomfortable, right, I don't want to disrespect the other person, right? Like Malcolm Gladwell has a great example in one of his books where he talks about like Korean flight crews had terrible, uh, you know, flight records because, mm. you know, um, people on the flight crew didn't want to question the captain's authority, right? Even if like they saw things that were going to cause problems and then they would bring them up suddenly, but then the captain wouldn't get the hint, right? Because it was, they were like, we don't want to do that. And so people's lives are at stake, right? More than just any reputation, but sometimes, right, those priorities get out of, get out of balance. And then, you know, you have other cultures like Russian cultures or so, right. Where they're just very blunt and they're just like, yeah, I have no Mm -hmm. problem, you know, just throwing this on the table and you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I wish that landed a little more gently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then of course, you know, for our listeners, guys, we always acknowledge on this show that, you know, culture obviously impacts our behavior, but also we have other individual differences, like our personalities, right? Even within American culture, uh, you know, I know people who are a lot more conflict averse than I am and less conflict averse, right? So there's always a broad range of, you know, culture, age, personality, gender, all these different things that impact it, but I love it. So today we're going to see if we can get some tips on how to navigate, uh, you know, conflict across cultures. But first, Jerry, I'd love to hear a personal story from you to understand a little bit more about your journey of how you learned to be a better business leader and deal with conflict and coach people on conflict from your personal life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) This doesn't work unless I'm living this out, right? Unless I've, you know, kind of climbed my own mountain and run my own race. And so, yeah, happy to turn around and share tips so people maybe skin their knees just a little less than Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little less frequently. In an honor shame culture, right? Uh, You Mm -hmm. want to be a good host. Uh, And I remember, so a quick side example, right? Um, I remember when, while I was in college, home for the summer, um, a college friend said, Hey, I'm, I'm coming through your area. You know, can I stop by? We can hang out for a couple of days. I run it by my mom. She's like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, have them come by, uh, you know, Taiwanese culture where we like being good hosts and we okay. like, you know, being, you know, uh, hospitable and, you know, so Gary, not his real name, right. Gary comes by, he hangs out for a couple of days. My mom is a gracious host, you know, everyone has a good time. Right. As soon as he leaves, my mom's turns to me and she's asked me, she was, can you believe this guy? Like he didn't, <laughs> he left hair in the shower, you know, yeah. he didn't clean up his bed. He didn't leave the, he didn't, you know, organize the guest room after he left. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he seems like a nice guy, but I wouldn't invite him over again. Interesting. And this is, this is what we do, right? We, we let guests kind of, you know, be themselves, even if it 
goes against our cultural expectations for what a guest should do in you know a host's home and then you know we just quietly tie it off like after if we if they don't meet our secret expectations right right and this leads to resentment right it really does if we don't actually yeah so you know i'm picking up on this theme of you know being reminded of your authority that is Mm -hmm. so important so here, Jerry, could you offer our listeners three tips? Because I know our listeners are facing conflict, especially mm-hmm. when doing business across cultures. It's a little mm-hmm. bit easier when we're working within our own culture. But mm-hmm. if our listeners are working in the U.S. or abroad somewhere, using mm-hmm. English as the main language, what mm-hmm. do they need to know? What three actionable tips can they get on how to navigate this? Yeah, yeah. When you're in an unfamiliar cultural setting, right? Uh, the first is to simply be a curious learner, right? Okay. Say, hey, you know, I, I'm a, I have that awareness to say, hey, I have a certain background, I have a certain way, you know, I, I engage people or mm-hmm. communicate with people, all right? But now I'm in non-familiar territory, so let me go in with a posture of humility and say, hey, let me ask them how, how do, how do you feel, you know, respected? How do we best communicate so you feel? you know, seen, heard and respected. Right. Okay. And so, so being humble, going in with a kind of a learner mentality where you're Mm -hmm. not assuming there's a right way to do it, to Mm -hmm. manage that conflict. Is that what you mean? Yeah. The first is just to say, Hey, you know what? I I'm aware of some things. Let me kind of, you know, let me start, let me, you know, let them start, you know, in terms of what they expect or things like that. And now that I know, you know, now that I've gotten the lay of the land to say, to so to speak, okay, now let me bring in my side of things and then ask them, hey, you know, how can, how can we, you know, kind of navigate these two backgrounds, you know, in such a way so that we can be productive together. Right. Okay. I see. So that's the first tip then, Jerry, Mm -hmm. right? So that's just kind of coming in with an openness, uh, being a little bit flexible and maybe just knowing that not everyone's going to approach conflict the way you are, right? The way we yeah. are. I love yeah. it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What would be number two? Yeah, number two is, um, you know, I think learning to put expectations on the table, but also explaining the context for that expectations, right? So don't just say what you expect, explain why you expect it, right? Okay. Uh, Because now people can kind of have uh, develop a level of empathy, right? To say, okay, now I see where Jerry's coming from when, Mm, you know, okay. I may not agree with it, but at least I can appreciate this is what led him to say this. Right. Yeah, that is so good. So I think, especially if you guys are, if we're leaders, right, in a company or we're yeah. in a position of authority, the people who are working with us or for us need to know why we're doing something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is so important. So you're showing the expectations, but also why those matter. So mm-hmm. good. So yeah. good. Okay, Jerry, what would be number three? Third. Oh man, I so many to pick from, but I think uh, just recognize the cost of inaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't don't expect people to figure out why you're upset with them, 
right? And we too often we we resort to mind. We think, oh, they should be able to read my minds, and then we get mad, you know. And then people get mad when we can't read their minds. So guys, just put that off the table, right? Just to, just, just understand. Hey, if I don't say anything, I can't expect them to have you know process anything that's in my head, right? So I think yeah, just recognize the cost of. Of avoiding conflict um, mm. because uh, you know it's always going to be worse than trying and failing to have an open conversation. Okay, I see, I see. So, when you work with your clients, are there any you know what kinds of exercises do you do to get them to kind of build these skills? Right, if they're maybe coming from a place where they're used to a culture where they're used to kind of hoping that people are reading their minds, or mm-hmm. we're just not wanting to, we're just wanting to be comfortable. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really good point that you said in the beginning, Jerry, Mm -hmm. we want to be comfortable and we want to make sure that we're respectful Mm -hmm. because, you know, historically speaking, this is what kept humans alive being Mm -hmm. respectful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some practical activities that you do with your, your clients to have to build this skill of cross-cultural conflict? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's a five-step framework that's actually available for free on my website. We can, you know, talk about how to access that, um, you know, after as we conclude. But yeah, to walk yeah. you through those steps because this is what I do with my clients, right? The first step of the five is to imagine what a successful conversation would sound like. Okay. So, okay, hey, you know, maybe it's simple as asking my roommate not to leave dirty dishes in the sink, right? Okay. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. to say, maybe it could be that simple. It may realistically not be, but the idea that you can say, hey, you know what, maybe success is possible. Uh, and then you start thinking about ways to get there as opposed to just wondering if it's even realistic, right? Okay. So you want to just, just allow for that possibility. The second tip is to, or second step is to uh, find 10 seconds of courage to pick up the phone, send that email, send that text because, mm. right, this is what keeps you from staying comfortable, right? Because if Love you don't, that. you want to set the boulder in motion and lock the gate behind you. Right. Because yes. otherwise, if you if you give yourself enough time to hesitate, you'll start to rationalize and that never goes well. It's like, well, you know, it's not really that big a deal, is it? Right. And then and that just right. Really OK, good. this is so good. I love what you said. Set the boulder in motion and lock the gate behind you. Right. Yeah. That means you're committing to taking mm-hmm. that action, opening up that conflict. Yeah. Right. That maybe otherwise you would just let it go and mm-hmm. rationalize to yourself. So 10 mm-hmm. seconds of courage. The other thing that that makes me think of is that you don't have to be courageous all the time, all day, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just get 10 seconds up to send that email, to pick up that phone and mm-hmm. open it up. So yeah. good. What would be number three? Three is to uh, script your critical moves. Um, and so, right, we think if we let thoughts, wrap, we'll have it all in our head. It's like, don't guys, like that's just going to make you anxious. So, mm-hmm. you know, get your thoughts out on paper, organize them into a logical flow. Think about everything you want to address. And so when you're, thoughts are out on paper, right? It's just easier to look at them a little more objectively to say, okay, this is, you know, this is what I want to be sure to address. This is the most important stuff. Um, And so now you can figure out, okay, what is most essential and how do I want to present it? I love Um, it. Script it out. That helps me a lot when I'm going to enter a conversation that I know Mm -hmm. could be a little bit of a negotiation, a little bit of a conflict. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's good to have your notes and your thoughts written out. What about Mm -hmm. number four? 
Number four, so scripting isn't enough, actually. You want to, that's just the first step, you know, or the third step towards to help the fourth step, which is to rehearse those critical moves, yeah, right? Rehearse. You want to train in the dojo before you fight on the street. You want to get some reps in on the practice field before the actual game, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to, maybe you role play with a friend and say, hey, or check yourself in the mirror or record yourself on your phone. Hey, how's my body language? How's my mm. posture? How's my tone? Do I come across as confident? Um, you know, will I get tripped up on my phrasing? Let me iron all that out before I actually have right. the conversation. Because yeah. as you said, it's not just the words. It's not just mm-hmm. the logical argument because conflict is never really logical. Is it Jerry? Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's not logical. It's, <laughs> it's so terribly emotional and, you know, there is some logic to it, but it's just kind of gets drowned out with, uh, with, with emotions. So yeah. we have to keep those in check. Like it's lo- fine. We're human, but yeah. Right. Yeah. What would be number five that our listeners can write down? And I like these, this framework here because we can take this out in the world and give it a try, you know, try yep. it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So step five is to do it right. Uh, as we talked about the cost of inaction is worse than trying and failing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to give yourself the best chance of success, but it's okay. If you, if it still doesn't go according to plan, right. And the idea now is that you actually have, you know, uh, something to kind of review, right, and learn mm-hmm. from and, and tweak your approach, because this by no means is, you know, set in stone, you may need to find test of courage after you script a critical moves, maybe you go into a little more preparation before you set that boulder in motion, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so once you do it right, because you didn't do all this preparation just to sit back and, and feel good mm-hmm. about yourself, right? You're like, oh, I've, now I have a plan. You're like, oh, now I have a recipe. It's like, well, unless you use the recipe to bake bread or something, like how do you expect to get the full benefit from it? Yeah, I love this. I mean, it's so good to have a framework like this because Mm -hmm. guys, we're all coming from different cultures using our different native languages and trying Mm -hmm. to resolve conflict across cultures. But this could work for anyone from anywhere in the world. That is Mm -hmm. so good. So Jerry, where can our listeners find out more about what you're doing online? Yeah, yeah, the... The best place is to check out my website, which is www.adaptingleaders.com. Uh, from there, you can download the free PDF guide with the framework that we just talked about. And it goes into a little more in depth there. Uh, you can schedule a complimentary 30 minute call, you know, share your story or a situation you want help with, or check out the free blog where I summarize uh, interesting and useful leadership literature and offer other uh, fun best practices. All right. Good stuff. I mean, this really is the difference between being a good leader and not being a leader at all, or maybe Mm -hmm. being in a leadership position, but not leading. Right. Mm -hmm. So guys, this is the key. This is one of those things we all hit as we move up in our companies and our careers Mm -hmm. on the way to success. So we have to get through this. This is why I'm really glad we had you on the show today, Jerry. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for coming on. Oh, I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. I'll talk to you very soon. Take care. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.